welcome to the something edition of the podcast. I can't remember what number it is. It's an even number, I think. Okay, let's say eight. Could be six or eight. And so welcome, and I am your one of your hosts, Jane Jethrowi, a co-founder of Carrier's Edge, and I have with me... I'm Mark Morell, the other co-founder of Carrier's Edge. And, and we, today... We have a special uh, guest. Yes. Okay, Tommy, introduce yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'm Tommy, and I work with the front end, what would you say, the front end guys here at Carrier's Edge, dealing with the drivers, mostly, I guess. Yes. We should probably tell you what your job position is then. <laughs> we have with us Tommy, who obviously loves talking. And uh, yes, Tommy is from our support department. Uh, any of you that are listening in that have contacted our support department have no doubt um, had interactions with Tommy. Um, customers love him. Partners love him. Um, you have a, quite a group of fans out there, so that's partly why we wanted to bring you into this and uh, have an opportunity to talk about life in the support world. And it's also a test. Yeah. That's yeah, a test. He's like the most silent I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I heard tests, and I just got, I got to say, I didn't prepare for it Anxiety. yet. Anxiety? So. Yeah. So, uh, we don't have much of an agenda beyond that. So, should we just uh, be mean to Tommy and just uh, turn it over to him and say, okay, talk for the Well, we should hour. ask him some very easy uh, interview questions, like... Uh, well, we'll start with a very easy one. So, uh, I was thinking, if you, were, if you were an animal, what kind of animal would you be? Oh, like training icebreaker questions. What do you hope to get out of this training? No, not What that animal one. would you... <laughs> Yeah. What's your color? What's your favorite? What's your spirit horror? animal? Yes. Choose wow, one of those, and then you can I have no them. idea. <laughs> oh my Which god! Going, god. <laughs> Which question should he answer? <laughs> I know you got to narrow it down first. You know, if, you know. Ah, okay, here's an easy question to start with. So start by, by talking about um, how long you've been here and uh, what your sort of your job is in the support world. So I've been with Cares Cares as working with you guys for about I want to say two and a half probably pushing three years. And since day one, I just working with the front end where, you know, dealing with customers, any issues like that, uh, some of the, if it's not the users, it's going to be the office staff. So, you know, a lot of the admins within the program will, I'll deal with them with any issues that they have. But uh, I, I think a good chunk of it is mostly with the drivers, which I find is where all the fun comes from. <laughs> and uh okay and that's funny because i almost never talk to drivers yeah yeah well you're you're sort of the front end of it yeah we don't end up talking to them a whole lot uh what kind of things do you talk to drivers about what are the issues that tend to come up well a lot of it's mostly technical because you know drivers the, the line i hear all the time is i drive a truck i don't I don't use computers, right? So that comes up all the time, and, I, and they're always like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and they're very apologetic, apologetic, and I, I love it. So, you know, I have no problem, you know, taking the time out to, you know, walk them through any computer issues that they have and stuff like that. And afterwards, we we always, you know, just start, you know, having banter with, you know, whatever other issues that they'll have, like say with the company and stuff like that, just for fun. And it, it's, it's, it's fun to, to see the driver's perspective when it comes to this type of training and, and mm -hmm. such. So what is the, one of the weird things that you've heard? One of the weird things that I've heard? Yeah, I've, odd. I just, 
uh, I don't know. I just heard guys talking about, you know, their computer. Uh, well, one of the most memorable ones is I remember someone talking about their computer and stuff and saying how, you know, they had a computer and I don't know why it's not working. And it turns out the computer they were using was just, you know, no offense to the drivers out there, but it was just really old, right? And, you know, they don't keep, you know, you know drivers don't keep tr- uh, track of, you know, the other tech and stuff. So they're just like, oh, yeah, it's not working. And we're, we're going through the computer stuff. And I realized the computer was, it was, it was so old that I was like, I felt, I felt bad. But at the same time, I was like, this is a guy who saves money for sure. Because he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's bought something and he know he knows, he knows the value of money. So uh, we went through it and then it, it broke my heart at the end. And he was like, he said, so what do you suggest I do for the future? And I was like, I think you may have to upgrade your computer. And because you bought the computer, I don't know how, how long ago. It was about, let's say, a grand, two grand. He's like, I got to spend that much again. And I was like, no, no, no. They're just a few hundred bucks now. So you don't have to buy the best. You know, you're not, we're not programming here. Just let's, let's just go with the, something that you can, you know, use to browse the internet and watch movies every now and then. Oh, yeah. Well, if he, if he bought it that long ago, he certainly got his money's worth out of it. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. It, it, it's going to be the best doorstop now. yeah well that's the but at the same time if he if he doesn't upgrade it he's going to have tons of security issues yeah 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 the thing is i don't know if they check around for that stuff as much most of them just you know if it if it works you know if it it ain't broken right so (laughs) yeah if you don't have your uh os upgraded enough then it won't even look for things Mm. or well vulnerable and you don't even know it yeah well, that's kind of scary that yeah. it could be, you yeah. know, just a sitting duck and Those you don't even know. Those that end up being zombie bots. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Although he's probably got it shut down most of the time. Yeah. But he has to connect to get to our yeah. stuff. So yeah. until we have a an offline viewer, yeah. which is huh. one of the things that we've been bandying around, mm-hmm. the ability to watch or to take a course when you're not connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting. So, what other kinds of things do you get? Is it mostly those sort of technical issues, or you get other kind of uh, like operational questions? Uh, it's mostly technical stuff. A lot of the you know content stuff, you know, we forward off to the content team. You know, they'll help take care of coursework and stuff like that. But with the drivers, is I would say a good chunk of it is the technical stuff. And then with the office workers and you know the staff, HR staff. It's mostly how to execute the program to make it run a lot more efficient, which uh, it is It is fun teaching about, the, about those things because hearing how a lot of them, they'll go through the courses then and go through the program and then they'll get a kick out of it knowing that it's much easier or they'll learn a new feature or something to make their jobs easier. So that's pretty rewarding in, in itself. So is that... Uh how does that uh, uh, compare with the drivers in terms of the sort of percent of your day? Is it mostly driver issues that you deal with, or is it mostly the office staff that you're working on administrative things with? I'd say it depends on on the month because I think near the beginning of the month when uh, a lot of the a lot of companies, you know, carriers they want to roll at training, so then it's mostly office staff, and then after they start assigning it, that's when the drivers have trouble. <laughs> right, so it makes no. sense. Yeah. So the first week of the month is admin staff. Yeah. Two weeks of the month are the drivers. Yeah. First week of the month is quiet. <laughs> yeah, it's quiet, or the admin staff comes back and said, "How how do I get the drivers to do their training and stuff?" So I, I always tell them, "Yeah, you just got to talk to them and <laughs> just be nice to them." 
Hmm. Okay, cool. So um, do you, have you noticed that people are using the mobile app? Yes, the mobile app picked up, I think, I want to say a few months after it was released because I guess not everyone was so used to doing it on, you know, on the browsers, on their PCs or on, the, on you know, their iPads or or any of their tablets. But uh, the the app I find most drivers like when they're, especially when they're on their stops and stuff like that, you know, they can just pull out their phones and say, yeah, I did on my phone and stuff like that. Well, that's cool. Um, so for a while, what are the biggest issues that we were getting in support? And uh, I've seen this uh, a few times when I've been helping out in there. Some of the bigger issues are just password things. So it's not really that there's like a lot of actual technical problems. It's just people forgetting their passwords and stuff. Do you still see a lot of that? Uh, it's every it's every now and then. Most of the time, I find that the admins are pretty good with communicating their username and passwords to the drivers. Mm-hmm. So if the drivers do call in, it's you know it's out of the office hours or you know on a weekend where they can't get access to their admins, but. I think that's mostly the bulk of it. Or if there, sometimes the issues are just on the local machine itself. Say something's not set up right or they're having issues, you know, with with their computers. You know, a new security feature rolls out and they haven't enabled it, something like that. So, And are there things that you find that you typically tell people as kind of a starting point for troubleshooting or figuring out problems? Is there sort of a recommended set of steps you go through with people? Yeah, I, tell, I generally tell them I, I'm, I'm a little biased, so I usually tell them go with, you know, the, for the browsers, go with Google Chrome and then Firefox and then Internet Explorer. But it's usually the opposite with, with the drivers, right? Because Internet Explorer comes with, it comes with, you know, Windows. So they're always mm-hmm. booting that up first. So if, say, they get malware or spyware, that's going to obviously hinder their experience. So I always tell them, you know, go with Chrome or, or Firefox. It's You'll get a much better internet experience. Oh, and do they? Yeah. Do they do it? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, the, <laughs> the best part of the kid, why don't you install, I'll ask them, I'll say, hey, why don't you install it and then give me a call back. But they're just like, ah, uh, I'm nervous. I'm, uh, uh, you might stay on the phone and I'm just like, yeah, not a problem, you know, so it's it's fun walking through it and then that's when we, you know, as it installs, we'll talk about, you know, sports or something like that. But yeah. <laughs> usually, usually it's hockey. That's my thing. You know, being Canadian, you know. So, <laughs> so you become. But the, do you talk to Americans about hockey? Well, see, uh, some Americans it's hockey. But I think before, for the football season ended, it was football, and then I, I, I think now it's either going to be March Madness or yeah. the upcoming baseball season. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can't do any of that. I cannot hold down a cohesive conversation about any sport. Well, this, this is, yeah, exactly. So this is why it's okay when I skip out work to watch sports, right? It's actually research. You know? <laughs> so, just letting you guys know, if you guys hear sports in the background, I'm watching yeah. something. You know, it's yeah. it's definitely to connect with the customer on a different oh, level. Yeah, that's what it is. Of yeah. course. Yeah, it's a professional development thing. Yes, we're thinking outside the box here, guys. Yeah, all right. Very well done. <laughs> well, somebody has to keep up with sports, and I'm not sure who else in the company actually does. Everybody but us. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think uh, Nina? Uh, well, probably. Possibly. We yeah, we could have probably have a staff call that was just all about sports. And we, and we would be we silent. We don't need to be there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I talk years off about it. It's just, there's just so much to, there's so many, I don't know, analytical things you can say about it. Mm-hmm. I make a perfect armchair coach. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you... Oh, wait, you know, you do coach 
is it hockey that you're? Yeah, it was did a bit of a did a bit of coaching for hockey, you know, on the grassroots level. Adult, right? Yeah, kids, well, kids and adults, just starting off and things like that. And then mm-hmm. once they get better, we move them on to bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> because if I was up, if I was you know in the you know the NHL caliber level, there's a good chance I might not be working for you guys. <laughs> if if yeah you know. I love you guys and all, but yeah. If Tommy like takes off, yeah, if you <laughs> get that, you get drafted the majors, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I think that dream died a long time ago. <laughs> That's another thing about Tommy is that he takes extended vacations. Yeah, which are horrible for us. Well, not me. I'm fine. Well, kind of indirectly, it is horrible yeah. because then you have to cover to a certain extent. Yeah. So generally, uh, yeah, Tommy is around like days, nights, weekends, all the time doing support stuff. Until then, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> until he decides it's time for it to go. And he goes for like, like three weeks, two and a half weeks at a time and just disappears. Uh, and the, the last time, you know, I was helping out in support. Um, and you were trying to hire. Well, that was kind of what pushed it is like, you know, what? People this is awful. Game. So I hate this. So I don't ever want to have to do backup and support again. I'm so tired, so done with support. Uh, yeah, while he's gone, I hired a new support rep and two other developers as well because anytime there's a support issue, I know it's really a product failure. So the more developers we have, the more of those things we can fix and the less support issues there will be. So, yes, this is uh, my my feelings on support are uh, that I would like to avoid it forever uh, if possible. And, uh, yeah, I want to make sure that there's enough backup so when Tommy goes on vacation, I'm not having to help out. And, yeah, I think one of the reasons that uh, we liked him when we hired him, or let's talk about you in the third person, Tommy. Sure. Is that <laughs> you had been, uh, you had international experience because you were teaching overseas. You were teaching English, right? Yes, I was a project coordinator and I was working in Hong Kong. <laughs> and so I got to spend two wonderful years there. And got to travel around Asia, and you know it was, that's when I that's when I got hit with the travel bug, or got bit by the travel bug, and and that's why you get you know I I don't take I don't I don't like to take you know a week's vacation here and go to like you know an all inclusive. I just feel like I'd be sitting around too much, so mm-hmm. book up a longer time and then just go and see where the trains take you wherever. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> I'd be so stressed. Yeah. Yeah, because you've been, you've well, had like three or four trips while you've been with us. Yeah, so I've done just Europe, and then last the most recent one was just Eastern Europe. You know, going to Prague, yeah, Budapest. Europe. Yeah, you know, yeah. just whatever. You know, go to the train station and be like, hey, do you, do you guys, you guys go to this country? Okay, let's go. <laughs> really? Yeah, and then just, do you ever have problems with language, or do you just? No, well, a couple of years ago it was a little harder, but now it's easier because you know you can. The, the world is really small, right? Everyone, if if no one speaks English, do you have all your phones, technology, and stuff like that? But communication right now is it's it's so much easier than what it was. So I, that's why I encourage everyone just to go. Don't don't be afraid. Don't think that you know like we're the only people here that speak English and. You know, you you'll get stuck or stranded there. It's it's amazing how small the world really is. Well, in Europe, for sure, any place you go that's kind of a touristy place, you yeah, have somebody speaking English. Exactly. Yeah, I've I've found that outside of Quebec. 
you know, Quebec. There's no <laughs> one speaking English. In the tourist areas, but yeah, as soon as you get yeah. out, you can pass. Uh, but yeah, in Europe, uh, yeah, it's easier to find people speaking English for sure. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So Tommy likes to take lots of vacations, which we're yeah. always afraid that something's going to happen and you're not going to come back. But uh, so far, it's been good. <laughs> <laughs> so far, we haven't got a, a text from him where he's in jail and I don't know, in Budapest or someplace. Well, there well, were we, we'd probably <laughs> think of a fan if we got something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, Mark, oh, Mark, bail me like, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wire me money. Nope, yeah. nope, it's a scam. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so Tommy went on vacation last time. Uh, he I just did, went, it was he just just kinda, went south. Yeah, but I didn't want to do support, so I hired someone, uh, another support rep, which is occurring to me now that we've been wanting to have Tommy on one of these podcasts ever since we started doing it. We finally get him on here. And he's not a support rep anymore. Not doing full-time frontline support anymore. <laughs> Good scheduling on our part. Um, so, talk a little bit about um, you know what you are doing now, some of the other things that you're doing, and how it all fits together. So now I've been moved. We're trying to utilize my skills in other areas, I guess. So doing more of the QA stuff. So after developers, you know, we, when we create features and we want to roll them out, we have to obviously test them out. So that's, I guess, my part of my job now. And then get to focus more on things such as the customer videos, trying to increase the customer experience. So we don't want people emailing in to answer questions that we can help fix right away or give them the answers to right away. So we're going to, I'm just trying to get some more tools out there for everyone and hopefully making their experience a little more smoother when they use our product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we discovered early on that Tommy is excellent at breaking things. <laughs> so we're putting those skills to use in QA, uh, quality assurance, uh, having him go through and do testing on new features and things before we roll them out because uh, he's uh, great at finding any problems that haven't been caught thus far. Uh, and on the customer videos, he did the first set of videos and did a great job of them. Oh, um, those are embarrassing. <laughs> I think they're awesome. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they need to be updated. And every time, of course, we're adding new features and we need to update the customer videos. And those are all in the product. They're all embedded yeah, in the product. In, yeah, so we've got the help. We've tried to have the help and the support and all of that built right into the product. So you don't have to go and look around to different places. Uh, and so Tommy's done a, a nice job of putting together a first set of those. Um, which I shouldn't call them customer videos. They're really help tutorials or product overview kind of um movies and uh hey do you want to do one that's like just a if you're just taking a course like just a startup yeah like for a driver oh yeah we, um we can get to that one too so right now mm-hmm. we're just focused on the that. yeah the user interface one but it, it'd be well, i'd be at the shortest video ever for a driver team i i would imagine just click on the, the green arrow get to the video they've already logged in they've already done that yeah work. yeah you know what i'm just trying to think of you know the how to use this course page right thing that we have had struggled with for so long that people don't seem to need right yeah by the time they get into it they could be like an overview that is not just the uh, how to launch a course, but what to what you'll expect or what to expect when you get in there, how the test works at the end, the fact that you get two tries on the final test. Uh, all of that could certainly be a video, and then how to get. It could be an intro. Could be an intro video at the beginning, like before you actually take a course. It could be just sort of a general overview of, mm-hmm. like a walkthrough from a driver's point of view. Yeah. 
Although we do have the documentation that kind of covers that as well, and they get that when they get their account created. Do they? That infographic that you created. Oh, that automatically gets sent out? Yep, that's attached to everything. Look at me learning about my own product. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you do the design parts of it, and then other people sort of piece it together. And I very rarely get to see what the customer actually experiences because I'm building it all, which is a very, yeah, when you're behind the scenes, you don't really... You don't really get a good sense of what it looks like to the outer world. And I'm just usually relying on people like, what's broken? Yeah. What page is now blank? Mm-hmm. Uh, things I never want to hear. <laughs> well, we covered that already. We covered that in another Things podcast. I never want to hear? Well, no. Uh, that specific thing that you don't want to hear which is the problems and content problems. Yeah, well, that's what you get when you're building out the product at the same time that people are using it, that every so often you're going to run into some bizarre thing that because X was Y and Z happened, then all of a sudden the page is blank. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't like those. Although we've, uh, we've got that sorted out now. Yeah, that, that one's fine. But, yeah, I'm sure there's other bugs, as we talked about in another podcast. We know there are bugs out there. Uh, because there's bugs adding, in everything. Yeah, we keep adding new things and, uh, you know, uh, keep changing things. And I'm going through doing, uh, I'm prepping to do the monthly webinar um, tomorrow that is all about new features and functions in the system. And I'm focusing on the new survey functions and some of the things around that. And I'm finding, even though it works really nicely, I'm still finding lots of things that I want to change or things that are like, well, you know, it kind of works, but it would be better if it went this way. So, yeah, we need to get more people using it. So after that webinar, then that should get more sure. people. Yeah, so We're that starting to get some people using it, but the more you use it, the more things you find you want to change about it. So we're just we're just never satisfied. That's the problem. Every time we look at it, we find something else we want to change. I think that that's what happened to Facebook. Remember when everybody Facebook used to change its uh, interface all the time? Like every I don't know every few months, it'd be a completely rearrangement of everything that they could do and then everybody would spend the next three weeks complaining mm-hmm. and then on the fourth week they forgot there was ever anything yeah there. yeah there's a huge uprising because yeah, people get used to things right and then when yeah. you get used to it you change it it's game over well you see a little bit of that on the front lines too when we make a big change to something you get feedback from customers and a lot of it is why did you change it i was used to the old one right yes especially when we first had years ago i get when well, not years ago i guess Two years ago, um, we had the old interface, and then we just rolled out the new one. Much better UI, it's much smoother, it's much more you know, pleasing to the eye, and then the amount of emails that came in uh, saying, was it broken? What are you doing? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> and then now it's just like, now it's like, yeah, this is really cool. You know, you can do this. Now. I couldn't do this before. And I was like, yes, I know. <laughs> I'm glad you yes, liked it. The now. problem is, is when you change an interface, there's really not a lot you can do. You're just, you can warn people, you can say, actually, no, that's not true because what they're doing now, when people change interfaces or when companies change interfaces now, they introduce it to a select number of users. And I'm always one of those users. Mm. So I am the, one of the lucky few who gets to see real time ads on Facebook movies. Mm. So have you had this? Tommy, where you where you're sort of scrolling through your Facebook feed and movies are automatically playing. Uh, and now there's ads in them. I, I disable 
I disable the movies uh, to auto start, and then I have an ad blocker. Oh, okay. So well, I'm kind of interested to see how that works because now the yeah. ads are embedded in the movie. So yeah, yeah. The movie and then put you're right. Yeah, you know what? You're right. So if I do play a movie like near, the, like, I guess in the middle or something, like that, for some reason, like near the end, something will pop up, and I'll see it. And I that just I just, I just said, yeah, you know what? Screw it. I'll watch it later. I need to. I know watch this is what I'm later. doing as well. Is I just I don't even well for me because I auto play. It's not. I don't even have any audio. So sometimes I'm just sort of watching it to see if I'm going to bother putting on the audio or clicking on the link. And then I get an ad, and it's like, oh, screw that. I'm not, yeah. I'm not bothering watching uh, this cat video. It'll be interesting yeah. to see if that kills <laughs> their video play stats. Because they were really getting good numbers in terms of how many videos they're playing, and they were really cutting into YouTube for that. But now they've dumped ads in the middle of them. How many people are going to just say, screw it, and scroll past it and not bother watching the video at all? Or they'll, well, yeah. Watch right up until the ad starts and then they leave. It's weird. It, it's like the ads start like, I don't know, seven seconds in. Hmm. So they, do you, if they start sort of just after you've kind of decided, okay, I am, I'm committed to watching this video. Mm-hmm. Oh, look an ad. Yeah. So they're cre- crafty, crafty. Yeah. I just get so turned off. I'm just like, no. I, I, how can you do this to me? What a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I just got catfish. I got catfish for a video. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I, I can't. I can't stand that. So I just. I just. You know what? I'll always search the video later and watch it on my own terms. And give money to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, but because basically, when you're watching a video on Facebook, anyway, it's just because you're scrolling down because you, you know you're bored or something, right? Yeah, you're not watching a video because you need to be educated. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So when the ads come up, I just. I don't need this. What is this like? 1990s back to cable TV. <laughs> well, all these cable TV people are thinking, okay, how do I get my message out? How do I get my ad out? Yeah. Who do I spend money with to get my ad out? Yeah. Well, Facebook is trying to figure out new ways of doing it to generate their ad revenue. So, yeah, and I guess... Which is why I think everybody who's 25 and under are just walking away from Facebook and going on to things like Snapchat. And Well, Snapchat's going to have to start making money at some point. No, aren't they? Didn't somebody aren't buy they them? they valued at like a well, billion dollars or something? They went public with, yeah, and they had a really solid opening. So they're going to have to generate numbers at some point. Somebody's going to buy them and then there will be ads. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens. All of these little independents get really, really big. Then they go public. Then they get, they get bought. The founders go off and, you know, buy a couple of yachts. And then there's ads. Mm-hmm. It always ends with ads. Yeah more advertising or higher prices or something. Yeah. And I'm not sure how we got here from talking about support stuff. That would be me. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, know I am the, That was my opening for you to bring it back. To the I am the I am the segwayer of all time. I don't think that's the word I'd use. Distractor? Distractor? distractor I'm the chief distractor yeah. in chief. <laughs> but anyway, in uh, Tommy's uh, world of support, you do get some comments when people change interfaces. And yes, I think you're... Your point was that there's not a lot you can do. You can warn people in advance, but uh, they are still going to be shocked when yes. changes happen. So we try to uh, be sensitive to that. We try to uh, give people a heads up when there's something happening. We post things in the blog and talk about it on our podcasts and webinars. But still, there are things that happen that people aren't necessarily ready for. Or they want to have that sort of burst of 
Um, you know, I hate this because it's new. And then once that's out of their system, then it's fine and they move on. Yeah, and I think that's what I think that's what software as a service providers do is they yeah. kind of they they brace for the you know will they hate it or will they embrace it and then make changes and move on. Well, that's yeah. The good and bad about the software as a service world is that as a, a vendor, you can push those updates out there, and you know that all your customers have the latest features and bug fixes and all of that other stuff. The downside for the customer is that they're constantly getting something new. In the old days of box software, they would have to make a point of installing that upgrade, which gave them the luxury of being able to schedule it at their convenience and do it when they felt ready to do it. You know, there's a trade-off between having the latest version with new features and bug fixes and having something that you're used to and having all of your processes work around it. So now um, all customers always have the latest and greatest, but it can be a little bit more difficult for them to plan their business processes around it because they may change. Um, You see this with browsers all the time. You never know what version of a browser you're going to have. Every week it's some new version of Firefox or Chrome or whatever. And then we get something that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's getting better now, but for a while there, every time... It's tough because you've got uh, a new version of Chrome that came out and now it breaks something, so you've got to go and do an update. And uh, yeah, it's... uh, Internet Explorer was the worst. Yeah, they have Where, a lot of issues. Especially going up, I think, 10? Is going going up to from, 10? yeah, 7 to, now it's at 11, I believe. Well, they 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 ruled out, not ruled out, they, you know, ended 11. Now that they're on Edge, yeah, it's called Edge. They've ended 11? Yeah. Well, they ended Internet Explorer because Windows 10 comes with Windows Edge now, I believe. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah. That's how out of out of touch I am with Internet Explorer. I haven't had to use it for a really long time, and I'm yeah. a Chrome girl. Well, it's uh, it, it's tough on the development side because you always got to stay on top of these things and there's new stuff and new versions. And with Chrome, Firefox, and Internet Explorer, there's always one of them that's updating. So it can be a real chore on the development side. I mean, we're on the other side of it too, is that we are uh, having to support these things. So when somebody posts a new version of a browser, now we uh, we could potentially have to go and fix things or change things to make sure everything works and throw in the tons of different versions of mobile operating systems. And, uh, you know, you could have a new version of Android that your app doesn't work with or a new version of iOS or something. So these, uh, the great idea of having the, um, the Internet and everything being the great leveler and it's sort of right once and it runs everywhere didn't really work. It's just <laughs> as bad as it was. No, it's not as bad as it was. Uh, it's it's a lot better. I mean, we don't we're not. Well, the thing actually functions. So in the early days of Windows PCs yeah. in the 90s, yeah, people couldn't even get the product installed because they had some weird video card or something, or they'd have the wrong mouse driver, and your software would never work. So at least that's done with now. Everybody can get it. Uh, well, they don't even have to install it. It's just there and it's working. And uh, it just, you know, uh, it has basic functionality, but there's still odd things that need to be tested. You still need to have uh, a QA department going through and checking it against all of these different uh, devices. And you still need to have 20 different pieces of hardware and 20 different browsers and operating systems and all of that stuff. So in some ways it is simpler and faster, but you still have a lot of stuff you have to do for sure. This is where Tommy's going to start asking for different machines. He's going to wonder where his Mac is coming from. 
Oh yeah, I might need a new upgrade, guys. So if you know, <laughs> throw, yeah. throw a few my way. <laughs> I have no yeah. problem. I might need a couple of new iPads, a couple of new things. Just a test out, you know. It's all job related. <laughs> yeah, all job related. No, well, I can do job related testing on my iPad. So you've got a Windows one, right? Yeah. So yeah. Running, I, I noticed that Tommy is turning this uh, podcast into an opportunity to lobby for uh, enhancements to his job. He's got now sports, you know, watching sports <laughs> as part of his job. He's going to ask for these tickets pretty soon so that he can make sure he's up to date on what's going on. Well, I got to make sure the people, you know, that they're, you know, when, when people ask, so have you ever met this player? I can tell them, you know, I have, and he's a great guy. So <laughs> I want to be able to tell the truth because we don't want, yeah. you know, no he's fake news here. tickets, he's getting new <laughs> hardware, you know. Pretty soon we're going to buy him a new car so we can drive around. Oh, God, no, but then he'll want a car that is admired by, we can't get him a car that we would think yeah, is appropriate. Yeah, we can't get him a, a smart have, car, no. smart for two or something. Oh, it'd be great to have a smart car with a carrier's edge logo on it. That's what you can get, that or a scooter. Yeah. Oh, I can get them both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gonna right. nerdify my room up. I, yeah, you know, I, I feel like the you know the more the more tech stuff will help, especially with all the sports coming up. I think six monitors is good. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep up to date. I gotta keep track of everything now. You know, football or soccer is coming up. You know, you no. Know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, you're gonna be a busy guy then. Yeah. Just trying to just trying to do a good job here, guys. <laughs> so, this is maybe is a dangerous precedent. Maybe we shouldn't have our. Uh, our staff come on these calls because they're just going to weasel things out of us. <laughs> just milking everything we can. Yeah. Oh, well. But now that, uh, yeah, now you've got uh, help in the support uh, side. Um, so we've got Nina on board as well for, I guess, about a month now. Mm-hmm. And uh, she takes a load off you on some of the support stuff. But the nice thing about Nina is that she loves talking to people on the phone. So for all of us anti-social people who would prefer to do things by email or uh, um, yeah, just communicate your email wherever possible. Uh, she is happy, more than happy to just call people. And just I think she likes on. calling people better. Oh yeah. Uh, she's yeah, super good so. at it. She's yeah. She's so, she's so such a wonderful person to talk, to talk to. She's always, she's, you know, she's, um, you know, slower on on the phone. She takes her time, and it's amazing for me. It's just like do this, 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 this. Got it? Cool. You know what I mean? I don't, for me, because you know, you you've done it for so long. It's like you, you know something in the back, like the back of your hand. So I tell me, you know, click here, here, and here. And she's like, you know what? You got to relax. This is how you talk to people. And then she, you know, she'll she'll go, she'll talk to me, she'll show me, and I'm like, okay, you're right. So she's yeah. super. She's super good, good at it. Good thing we got you off the phone, then. Oh my goodness! I feel like a rapper when I'm on the phone. It's horrible. <laughs> oh, wow. So we have a nice balance because we've got a uh, uh, Tommy that's uh, happy to help with these things, uh, but loves talking on the phone as much as I do, and we have Nina that uh, legitimately loves talking on the phone and has been calling people and just calling customers just to see how it's going and just talk to anybody. So whether it's a customer or somebody who's doing a trial uh, and even people who, uh, you know, we have a few uh, companies that had been customers and canceled and she's even starting to call some of them after the fact and just check in and see how things are going. So she just loves talking to people. So great. Go for it. Now she can talk to them all the time. Um, But it gives us a really nice balance and gives us uh, um, 
a lot more opportunity to make sure that everybody is getting their needs um, filled yeah. and you know, their needs met, and uh, however they want them. And uh, that's uh, it's been working out very nicely. It's a very good balance that way. So, and actually, I forgot to ask before: Are you still doing stuff on weekends, Tommy, or is Nina taking that on too? I just check in every now and then, and I see, you know, if it's not a heavy, if it's not had a lot of responses, a lot of inquiries, then I let it slide for a bit, and then Nina, Nina will take care of it. But if I look at it and I see something having something's been, you know, sitting for a bit, then I'll just go in and clean it up, mm. make sure, make sure no one's hanging. Basically, that's just the number one goal we have. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and that's always the trick because we see these people that. Uh, particularly drivers that uh, want to take a, a course or something and they, they've got some downtime and they want to get in there and do it and then they forget their password or they you know they can't get it get something is going weird and it's not working for them and so they send a message and we don't want to we don't leave them hanging around well yeah because drivers aren't taking courses at the same it's not nine to five so it's yeah. always yeah it's 10 o'clock at night yeah or 5 a.m three in the morning yeah so we got to make sure that they're serviced as well um so that's good. Um, what else is going on? Anything? With me? With anyone? <laughs> With anyone? 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 Dealer? What are you up to, Jane? I'm doing marketing. Yes. I'm that's drawing the pictures. Thing. The other big thing that is happening um, that always happens this time of year, and Tommy, you've been active in this as well, is the best fleet stuff. Yes. It's so exciting time. It Which is, is exciting time. You know, two weeks, uh, two weeks from now, we give out the... Uh, um, we're doing the big. Uh, Two weeks from now, to put on some makeup and brush my hair, mm-hmm. which is unusual for me, <laughs> and uh, actually go out and talk to people and uh, present an award, two awards. Yeah, present our awards, and uh, and that part is kind of the easy part. Going up on stage, it is actually doing that. It's all the other stuff around it yes. that kills you. It's putting together the results book that we hand out. Who um, is like a what is it? This is about a sixteen-page book, or is it twenty-page or something? It is. Uh, let me look. It's about a twenty-page book that we do with all the results and the data that we collected during the year. Um, yeah, it's sixteen. Sixteen pages. Yeah. But, uh, so we have to put. But it's that really, in. really tiny print. Yeah, really tiny print. Um, so we have to get that finished and have that. I don't know how many hundred, five hundred, seven hundred copies of that printed, so that we can take that down to the convention. We also have, uh, we're exhibiting this year, so we've got all of the booth stuff and mail outs in advance of that. And we changed our, we changed some of our marketing. Yeah, we also decided that it's time for a new marketing um, and uh, new, uh, not really new branding, but a whole new campaign around that. So no classes, been retired. Yes, after nearly three or five and a half years. The no class campaign. Five and a half years it's been going on. Yeah, September 2011, we initially launched that campaign. Man, that so we got our good uh, good money's worth out of that one for sure. It was a good one. Um, so we have moved on to a new campaign, which means a new booth, a new, new graphic, that kind of stuff. New everything. But even just sticking with the best fleets part of the program, in addition to the award presentation and the results book, we have a reception at the convention uh, that we have to make sure everybody's organized for. And, and they also have to be clean for. Yes, we have to be dressed properly for that <laughs> as well. So, yes, it's hard work. At the I know. Uh, and in advance of it, uh, we've got all kinds of wrap-up work around the best fleets program. So uh, we're doing a webinar 
uh, Best Fleets related webinar the week before the convention, which now I'm looking at it and thinking, man, that was a stupid decision on our part to do that a week before because we've got enough other things to do. Which is next week is the week before. Yes, it's a week, yeah. Um, and the part that Tommy's been killing himself with is the final fleet reports. So uh, for every fleet that participates, they have an opportunity to get a final report, which is all of the data that we collected during the program, the interview, their questionnaire, all of the interview notes, uh, all of the scoring that went around that, the driver surveys, and all of the different pieces that put together into a final report. And uh, so, Tommy, what have you been finding with it this year? This year we had more. Yeah, yeah, more, we've had more. More, more than we've ever had. <laughs> uh, what have you been finding with them? I've so good. I've been just going through reports, going through a couple of the answers and, and things like that. And I find what I find interesting is how much more behind the scenes happens in trucking companies and meets the eye for like just the regular public. You know, you go out, you go out, you drive on the highway or whatever, and you see a regular truck and you see a company logo, but you don't see, you just assume that they just drive for the company and that's it. But I didn't realize um, from these past couple of years after doing these reports that a lot, a lot of these companies do invest into the comp into the employees. Yeah. And so I always like, Hey, doing this company, we'll do, you know, I'll drive by and I'll be like talk to a buddy. I'll be like, you know, this company does this, this, and this for you know for their employees, and this is why this is good and and stuff like that. So that's one of the things I've learned, and it's it, I don't know, it's I find it's, it's pretty, I'm pretty happy to hear that that stuff that it's just not like a, a cut and dry type of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, the one throwing drivers and trucks and basically yeah, yeah then exactly you're on your own, right? Yeah. Well, I think there probably are companies that are doing that, but they're not they're not making it too far in the best lease program. No. 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 So the ones that are ordering reports are going to be the ones that are either winners or finalists, and they're certainly the ones that are more eager to get that feedback so they can continue to learn from it and uh, and work on you know getting better. And they want to see where they're doing well, where they're not doing well, and learn from it. So. Yeah, we had a lot of reports ordered this year. And where they yeah. think that we didn't score them correctly. Oh, well, that will come as well. There will be some yeah. questions about, you know, why didn't I get full marks on this one? Yeah. Uh, which I don't look forward to, but it happens, and it's I suppose it's a normal part of the process. Um, because I also have to do um, the second part of that. The we consultation. Offer, yeah, we offer the, uh, the fleet report to anybody who wants it that gives up all of their information. But then the, the next level for people who are really eager is they can do a consultation where we go through it with them, talk about the places where they did well, places that maybe some of their peers are doing better, some ideas that they may want to consider and things like that. And uh, for the most part, those are really good experiences um, where people get some really good ideas and we get to talk about, you know, and a lot of the time they've already started doing things. So we can talk about that and they can get some kind of, it's almost like mid-year feedback on stuff that they're working on so they can get some good ideas on, uh, you know, what how it's going, maybe what they should be doing to make adjustments to it and things like that. Every once in a while, there are some fleets that order the consultation and I have nothing to say to them. Uh, there are a couple in particular that I've told them to stop ordering consultation <laughs> because they're already doing pretty much everything that they can. And yet they still want a consultation. Yeah. They don't say no. They don't ever. Well, I'm going to start saying no because they can't in good conscience charge them for it. Uh, well, don't charge them for it then. Well, they didn't, but they keep ordering it. So, I don't know. Maybe I will charge them this year. Because if they keep See ordering See how you feel. Yeah. But you know what I think. It might be good for Tommy to sit in on a couple of those. Yeah. Hey, uh, and then Tommy can start doing the Yeah. 
uh, <laughs> I'm thinking maybe not. <laughs> you, my suggestions are going to be very simple. Hey, just just pay the guys more, you know, and uh, more sports, more TVs, <laughs> and then. Uh, They'll be happy. <laughs> no, you should sit in on a couple yeah. of them because we'll you're, you're doing the reports now. Yeah. And you've been doing them a couple, couple of times. Years. So a couple of years, should, yeah. You should sit in. I don't think you need to, um, uh, you know, do the actual consulting or tell them what they need to improve or anything. But, you know, at some point, we have to hand this over yeah, to somebody. Sure. So. Uh, Tommy's drawing the short straw. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes, and, and I should clarify, I don't ever tell them what they should be doing uh, because we can't tell them how to run their business. Uh, they have to make the decisions that are best for them, and I'm always very clear about that in the beginning is that we can share ideas, we can explain the process, and you know, share things that are working for other people that might work for them, but ultimately it's up to them to come up with what's going to work best for them. So, yeah, we can we can certainly, uh, I would love to get more people involved in that and uh because mostly what I'm doing is just explaining how the scoring works and answering questions. And then they say, well, here's what we're thinking of doing. And I'm like, okay, well, that's you know working pretty well. And some other people are doing something similar. So maybe go talk to them and see how they're doing it. Uh, and it's not really that complicated. It's not like I'm bringing my decades of experience running trucking companies to the end of this thing and showing people how to do stuff. I'm just sharing things that we know that are working for other companies. So, and where they could where they could put some attention if they want to improve the score. Yeah, Places. because we say in the in the booklet that we will have online um, in a couple of weeks after the after the convention, and that we have during the convention, we say exactly how we scored it because we have to agree on what each score means. So if you get a one out of five. That means something. If you get a three out of five or if you get a five out of five, we're looking for very specific things. And we take a look at um, what everybody's doing before we score it mm -hmm. and sort of look at who got, you know, who's got the most uh, or the, I don't know if I want to say the best program, but who's got the, the most offering and then go from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's not really that complicated for us, I guess, because we've been doing it a lot. But uh, there's a there's a process to it for sure. That is uh, grinding. <laughs> it is grinding. But it is a process that can be shared. As soon as you start doing it as well. But as soon as you assign a mark, yeah. someone's going to argue about that mark. Yep. So it's uh, yeah. It can be rough. I don't envy you doing those. Yeah, it's, it's been interesting so far. Um, yeah, there, and there's not tons of them. There's maybe 10 or 12 a year, the people that really want to go to that deep dive level and go through it. So uh, it's not it's not too onerous um, right now. But uh, that will be coming up. I will be, uh, I'll be getting those done probably in April. So the reports, Tommy's finished his part of all the fleet reports. <laughs> yeah. So he, he busted his butt to get them finished, and then I started looking at them and realized, oh, we're going to have to sit on these until after the awards presentation because if you looked at these reports, you could kind of figure out who the winners are. Uh, and we can't have that in yeah. advance of the convention. So. Yeah, we took out the names and the script too. Yeah, so we're trying to keep it all under wraps yeah. and make sure that nobody uh, finds out who the winners are before uh, before it, uh, it happens. So it won't show up. I'm going to have to memorize them. Yeah. So normally, Tommy, there there's a teleprompter. 
And You're I not going to pull an Oscars, are you? Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it is La La Land. Yeah. Um, oh, I should do that. You it think won't that? be funny by then. It won't be? It'll be a month old by then. It's... Okay, well. We'll see. I don't know. People are still laughing at Steve Harvey for the Miss Universe one. True. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, you can I don't... announce the winner is Moonlight and see if everybody gets the joke. <laughs> no, because all the people who are on stage will be like, what? Who's that? We <laughs> <laughs> weren't in the top 20. <laughs> I guess I'm trucking. Yeah, 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 Moonlight trucking. Who's that? <laughs> I'm so stressed out because I think they get a bit stressed out. Yeah. They but do. we've had problems where... Um, the teleprompter has the has the name of the company and it flashes up and everybody can see it. We've had it um, where it showed the logo. That show, yeah, it showed the logo. So this year, we're like, you know what? I know who the names are and I know the companies. So well, let's just say insert name here, and then that will that will just solve that problem. So people can screw it up however they want, but no one will know the winner. Nice. Good to be yeah. prepared. <laughs> I think I said just put on cue cards. What happened to cue cards? Because well, that's what a teleprompter yeah, is. Oh, it's really enjoy. cool. I really like them. I didn't know. I'd never experienced this before I actually did the Best Fleets Awards where you have two screens, and they're glass screens, and it's coming up from the floor. So you basically... That's why when people are speaking and they have a teleprompter, they're always looking from side to side because... It's there's two screens, so you can make it look like you're looking at the audience when you're not really. You're just looking at the teleprompter, which would explain a lot of, you know, Trump's behavior during a speech. Because <laughs> he's, he's using the difference between how he uses the teleprompter and when he's not. Yeah, yeah. It's very, very different. But the problem is, is that in the tr in trucking terms, I'm very short. And many of the other people who are going to be on stage are very tall. Like the guy who's introducing me is really tall. And one of the sponsors is the same size. As, well, he's taller than me, but he's, he's a pretty smaller, smaller guy. And there's, but, uh, another one of our sponsors is really tall. So I sometimes can't see the, the words on the teleprompter. <laughs> really they have the prompter set for tall people. Yeah, so the short people. So the tall people look like they're looking through the prompter kind of down towards the audience, and it looks like they're kind of looking at the audience through the prompter, which is how it's supposed to work. But Jane, is being shorter, um, looks like she's looking up through the prompter at the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Awesomeness. Yeah. If they, or, you know, they also have to bring you a stool. That's the other thing, because sometimes they have the podium set too high as well. Yeah. Which is a so little there's like issue. my little, my nose. <laughs> yeah. Up. So when you have the current chairman who is like, uh, like He's a like lot of trucking two. people who is like 6'5 or 6'8 yeah. or something like that. Ridiculous uh, height. What is it with these tall people? Yeah, so he goes out <laughs> no and idea. for him, and then you know, Jane goes out, and she's got to be on on her toes or see if there's a stool or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bring my own stool, I think. Yeah. They're not, they're not going to have one. Well, there is other people who need it this year. Good. Um, so, so, yeah, they've learned that they need to have that. Because I wore flats that year, mm -hmm. and they were trying to get me to go get heels, and I'm like, no. Yeah. No, get a suit. I'm short. Yeah. You deal with it. This is not my issue. Yeah, this is your issue. You've yeah. always been short. Have more women on the stage and, you know, maybe you'll 
solve that problem. Well, they have guys that are the same height as well that come out that struggle with it too. Yeah, that's uh, true. I mean, it's it's not even a gender thing. It's just you got to account for different different things or be more flexible in that area. So we'll have to see what we end up with. What the teleprompter experience yeah, shows for time. me. But yeah. what is different, we're going to be live streaming it this year, uh, which is different. Um, Are they going to be doing that? They said they were going to be doing, to be doing uh, a Facebook Live of the uh, of the award presentation. Um, so uh, I think uh, Marley's going to be doing it. They have an official event photographer who will be taking the stills, but Marley's going to be doing a Facebook Live uh, for anybody who can't be there who wants to see it, uh, it'll be live broadcast um, starting, I guess it's 8.30 in the morning when the thing starts. Oh, it's going to be the entire day? Well, that that general session, the award presentation part of that, they're going to be doing Facebook Live. Okay. That's right. I forgot about it's gonna, that. It's not gonna, you're not going to watch it, then it's going to cut to an ad like before you guys announce it, is it? I, I hope, hope not. not. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Although, that's exactly how it works, though, because we've got, before we announce this, please take a moment to watch this from our sponsors, and the sponsors yeah, yeah. have their 90-second videos, uh, and then... Yeah, and but, you don't want, but you don't want Facebook to... Facebook ad on top. A I don't Facebook know. Ad I, on top, I don't yeah. think they're sticking ads in the middle of Facebook Live yet. It's more of the canned videos that they're doing. Yeah, and it's only certain ones. I think yeah. the Wall Street Journal... Yeah, it's some been of them are doing it, some that. aren't, but uh, we'll see. Uh, so this will be a fun experience to do uh, a live live. Yeah, podcast. we're gonna have to figure out how to get it on our Facebook page as well. I guess share it. Yeah, share the link, and you're good. Or I could Facebook Live it too. I could record it and do it from there. Yeah, but if the TCA is doing it. Yeah, we don't both want to do it. So the TCA is doing it, but then we could put it on our page as well. But how would that work? Well, I don't know. You have to ask Marley. Yeah, live broadcast. Uh, podcasting may not be the, the best place to discuss the technical ins and outs of setting up a live feed. Thank you. Yes. All right. Well, maybe this is a segue into we should stop talking. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of this fantastic <laughs> podcast. There was information. Yeah. We have talked and have time has spoken. passed and now we are stopping. <laughs> So our background music would start now, and I would do my radio voice. Thank you for listening. And Jane is trying her best not to bust up laughing. I never know what to say when you do that. Do your own radio voice. I don't have a radio voice. Tommy, I barely have a voice. Radio voice. <coughs> you have a radio voice? Yeah. yeah. And is this like, a, like an outro? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't know what to say. Exactly. Like, yeah, you know, you know you, well, you can usually radio voices just they just like like marches and they just make it deep. It's like thank you for listening. We'll see you again. Oh, or, very good. Or, or they'll make it like even more like I don't know, optimistic and you know. We'll catch you next time on Carrier's Edge podcast. Thank you very much and have a great one. There you go. That was good. I feel so fake. <laughs> <laughs>